Shine your power and purpose with Aditi. Hi, I'm Aditi, and I created this podcast to inspire you to authentically live your dream life, stand in your power and let go of fears, and pursue your passion by taking aligned action. I'll explore topics around self-growth, mindset, courage, and shedding limiting beliefs to transform yourself. Hear from some inspiring people and their stories that will show you how to shine bright and step into your greatness. So let's get started and follow me on Instagram at Aditi Personal Power. I'm Aditi and I'm so excited to be connecting with you today. Today's topic is on setting boundaries and how that's going to help you with your self-love journey. So jumping right in, self-love is of course so important for everyone. We need to practice that and make sure that we are focusing on ourselves and making sure that we are nurturing our innate abilities to become the most powerful version of ourselves today. But that's really difficult to do if you continue to drain your energy, your mind and everything because you keep saying yes to everything and you're unable to set boundaries. So today I really want to talk about setting boundaries both from the way that we know it today but also from an energetic presence point of view. And there's a few things that I want to say about setting boundaries just from the, the get-go. Firstly, I recognize that sending, setting boundaries is really hard. Um, I think a big reason why it's hard is because in our culture today, we have this concept of the fear of missing out or FOMO. And in there, basically, you feel compelled to say yes to everything. Yes to that party, yes to that invitation, yes to this, yes to that. And if you don't say yes, then you feel that you've missed out on that opportunity. So I've been there. I know that feeling. I especially had that in my early 20s. And it's it's a real issue. It's a real feeling. The challenge with that is that by saying yes to everything, what you're doing is you're actually not listening to what you really want inside and you're just saying yes to everything around you without being intentional. So it's got to be a selective yes. And we'll come back to that. But really quickly, a selective yes, and is how is what I'm calling it, it's the idea of saying yes to the things that your body is really asking you to, to say yes to. As in, if you're in tune with your needs, then you'll know exactly what you want to say yes to and what you actually will feel fulfilled by versus saying yes to something that you know will actually drain you. So that's one thing about just saying yes in a selective manner. The other big reason why I think it's so hard for us to set boundaries is, especially as women, and, and anecdotally what I'll say is, women tend to have much more of a nurturing tendency, whether it's been culturally induced in us or something we've had from a young age. Um, being there for others over yourself is a real challenge, especially the concept in Indian cultures and, and other Asian cultures. You need to be there for the greater collective good versus trying to just focus on yourself. What happens in that case is you end up doing a lot of self-sacrificing and getting drained because you continue to prioritize others over yourself and you don't set boundaries. So this is a real challenge. I continue to struggle with this myself that if I take any time for myself to set boundaries, to do a little bit of reading or meditation or whatever it might be, I feel that I'm being selfish sometimes instead of making sure that I can actually 
focus on myself so that I can be better and then be able to help others in from this better space. So that's a real challenge for a lot of people. And then the third and final reason why I think setting boundaries is so difficult is we live in an era where perfectionism is a real challenge. Everyone wants to do everything perfectly. If you don't check all the boxes, then you feel like you're a failure. And so what happens is that sometimes you overextend yourself, whether it's in work, whether it's in personal relationships, but what you end up doing is that you want to be the perfect mother or the perfect parent or the perfect, you know, person in, in your career. And so you just keep overworking, overextending until finally you collapse. And that's why burnout is really an issue so that's why I really want to talk about setting boundaries because we really need to start practicing this and making sure that we are able to say those selective yeses when we can so that we can ensure that we have the most fulfilling lifestyle so the first thing that I will say from setting boundaries is that in order to get past the challenges that you face with setting boundaries you have to learn to trust trust that you'll have enough time surrender to the universe which has your back and will help you navigate the complexities of life and make sure that you will get things done without needing to overextend yourself i know it sounds like somebody listening here might saying oh sure aditi that sounds really great but in reality that's not true well let me say it is true because it's happened with me in the past um sometimes you have to hustle and grind and you feel like you need to do something so quickly because you really want to control the uh, the orchestration of maybe it's something you're doing in the workspace and you work so hard to make sure it happens and then suddenly the project is either no longer funded or it's no longer a priority for the business or you've overextended yourself even in a personal relationship for someone so much so only to learn that they actually didn't even need it so badly and they don't reciprocate it to you then you just feel like you're being used so i'll say this that sure it is important to be there for others and to work diligently and and you know hard on your work and career but what i have found more times than not that most of the things are quite trivial in life most of the activities that we are working on on a day-to-day basis are much smaller in the grand scheme of things so why make yourself you know drained and continue to try to control everything in your life when surrendering to what the realities are and trusting that things will work themselves out will actually help you gain peace of mind and still the world will not end and so i want to make sure that this point is communicated across really really effectively and that you really understand this because here's another perspective on this look at your grandparents or any wiser or older people in your life Look at them. Many of them have decided that it makes no sense to live a life where you're continuously trying to please others and only getting limited levels of instant gratification. What if instead you went in for the longer term goal which is trying to fulfill yourself and you start focusing on yourself by trusting that things will figure themselves out. And I noticed that a lot of older wiser people come from that perspective and that has helped them overcome and build resilience over especially quite trying times in life for example if something difficult is happening to you or to a loved one and like they're in the hospital or something 
Either you can get worked up and overextend yourself and try to take care of them to the best of your ability, or you do what you can within your capacity, not get yourself sick and trust that the universe is helping you and the and your friend get better and heal with time. So faith is really important and I think we need this now more than ever, especially with COVID. Trying to control the environment today that you're in isn't going to get you anywhere. The only thing you can control is your limiting beliefs and yourself. So I talk about a limiting beliefs a lot and a lot of what I'm saying really stems from limiting beliefs. If you are trying to be there for other people all the time, overextending, the limiting belief you have is that I'm not enough, which means you have to continuously prove yourself. Or the fact that you're trying to achieve perfectionism all the time and overextending yourself, again, that's the same limiting belief that I am not enough, I need to prove my worth. And for FOMO, it's similar, that I am not loved. And so to be loved by your friends and your family, you have to continue to attend all the parties and invites and try to be there all the time. So that's a little bit about just what I think needs to be done from a mindset shift and, and why and why it's so difficult sometimes to try to set those boundaries, but how you can start moving into that flow state where you start opening yourself up to the possibility of actually surrendering to space and time. So let's get into some of the practical tactics on how you can start setting boundaries and realizing that this is something that is quite achievable for every single person. So the first thing you can do is start defining what are your true aspirations? What do you really want to achieve in life? What makes you tick? What is the future version of yourself that you want to be? And start writing them down. If, if let's say you want to become a public speaker, you want to go around the world, empower other people, help inspire them so that they can tap into their truest potential, start investing in public speaking classes start talking to other like-minded people who are public speakers start connecting with other people who are on the same wavelength as you and and you know start defining your true aspirations and start thinking about where can I start investing my time and then where do I not invest my time as a result the second thing you want to do is looking at the bigger picture. So again, like if you say no to somebody else because you are thinking about your long-term goal, at the end of the day, does that mean that you're a horrible person? Have you ended that relationship with that person? No, not really because a single no isn't going to break your entire relationship with that person and if that really is the case then you probably shouldn't be friends with them anyway you should be valued and respected for you for your time and for what you're contributing on earth and to your friendship so you always want to look bigger picture if you don't submit that report in the next hour is the world going to end or can you actually figure out is this really going to end? Is this really going to make a big difference? Or can I buy some time and make sure that I understand the true urgency of this need? Which is actually bringing me to step number three, which is ask actually ask like how urgent is this and why is this urgent sometimes people say asap when they don't really mean asap they actually have another issue going on in their situation for which they need to like get around that situation by asking you to fill out you know this report or do whatever but maybe you have a different solution that will help them get the same response that they need the same outcome without needing to work under this time pressure situation so as an example Let's say your boss is saying you need to like submit something ASAP, like this report that's needed right away. And then 
you literally are over, your plate is overfilled with so much going on, then ask, why is this urgent? What's the real need? Maybe it's for, um, I don't know, a reporting, like a, a monthly review that's happening in the next couple of days. And perhaps they need numbers on something else. And maybe what you can do is share with them the existing report where they can pull it out themselves or share it with a friend who you know can actually do you this favor and give the report or ask your boss, like, can I give this to you in the next 24 hours? And, and most likely, more times than not, what I've seen is they usually say yes and they understand why. And if they don't say yes, then share with them what's on your plate and then the two of you can strategize what do you need to take off your plate to reprioritize so that you can focus on this report so there are so many ways to get around this instead of trying to just overwhelm yourself and not setting boundaries and then just working from a space of urgency because that's not good for you not good for your boss and it's not a good climate in general and I'm talking from a professional angle but you can do the same thing in your personal relationships if someone is asking you to ASAP book something for travel because your um, you know aunt has their 50th birthday or something is it really ASAP or where is this ASAP coming from and why is it so ASAP and how can you help mitigate the situation and come up with a creative solution? So those are the top three, top three things I recommend. Define your true aspirations, look for the bigger picture and then ask how, why is it urgent and is it really urgent and really get to the bottom of that. And then the fourth thing that I'll say as a solution to a lot of this is that Theoretically, while a lot of this makes sense to us, sometimes putting it in practice gets really difficult. Like you've set the goals, you have the bigger picture, you ask about the urgency, but you still see yourself going back into the cycle of operating from a space of no boundaries. So here's something I found that works really well for me. Create rituals. Seriously, create rituals. If you've ever read the book, The Power of Habit, you'll know that Sheer willpower will not get you anywhere. It's like a battery in your body. The more you extend willpower and try to grind through something and trying to set boundaries and going through the tension of that, that ends up depleting your energy reserves and ends up actually being more harmful to you. Instead of trying to focus on willpower as the way to force things and make it happen, like setting boundaries, for example, why not create a ritual which then becomes more of a habit or a practice in your life so it becomes more natural that you have this boundary already in place. For example, if you create a morning ritual that every morning I am journaling for 30 minutes on just the thoughts that come to my mind, or within that 30 minutes, it's a combination of journaling and meditation, then you've created a ritual. And if you do it every single day, what ends up happening is it becomes a habit or a practice. And habits are actually a lot easier to keep in your system without feeling that you're having to push and pull your body towards something in the power of habit they talk about this that if you continue to set the habit then the habit becomes like muscle memory in your body and it's more seamless and effortless and so you're simply setting the boundary because it's just become a habit or a practice in your life all successful people around you are not successful just because they're pushing through with grind and, and hustle. Sure, they have to do that in the beginning and they continue to do it in certain spaces. But more times than not, it's because they've set practices, habits, and rituals in their space that allow them to just effortlessly go through the motions of their work life and, and personal life without feeling like it's a, it's a complete depletion in their energy reserves.
So that's kind of the, the top three, four things I would recommend from a more practical, logical point of view. But as you know, in my, in my podcast, I also cover an energetic slash spiritual point of view because growing up as an Indian American, I've always had both sides of me. One being the kind of uh, practical, logical, more Western side of thinking of how you can achieve specific things in life through this practice. And then there's also the spiritual side of things coming from my ancient culture and from the wisdom from that space that has worked for so many generations and should help you also kind of uh, make sure you set boundaries from that space as well. So really quickly, the way that you can start setting boundaries from a spiritual space is by recognizing that you also have these things called energetic boundaries. And energetic boundaries are basically vibes, right? Like knowing that emotions are contagious. Somebody's giving off a positive vibe because they have such nice laughter and joy in their life it's contagious right when you see somebody laughing and smiling in front of you you feel like laughing and smiling because it brings so much joy inside of you and it's without really trying right it just happens at the same point of view if somebody is really negative and angry and yelling and violent then that negativity rubs off onto you in fact that's why when you're eating out or you're eating anywhere a, a lot of times um like in my my family like my grandma other people they they distrust sometimes the food that's been made outside versus the food that's been made at home because you don't know what negative thought patterns were going into the the chef as they were cooking the food for you right if you're thinking negatively only and you're sobbing into your food or having like you know judgmental thoughts then that's going to be energetically induced into the food and then that is when somebody's consuming that they will feel those feelings and thoughts sometimes i don't know if you felt this but you sometimes feel low after eating a meal and you don't know why it has nothing to do with your environment it's usually because somebody has put you know their vibrations and thought patterns in the food so similarly if you are around people who are positive emit positive energy then you feel better about yourself so you need to think about yourself your spiritual self your body as a temple and you don't want to attract any kind of energy around it that will only end up being negative and hurting your you know your inner temple so you need to set energetic boundaries so that you avoid you know being affected by these negative temperaments so a few ways to do that firstly Start spending time in the day to sit quietly and just meditate and cleanse yourself, your system. Because first you have to remove the weeds from inside of your temple to start from a clean slate. And sit quietly, send affirmations, say to yourself, me, I, myself, say your name so that you are very, very present and you recognize that this is you. This is your temple. This is the energetic, beautiful, vibrant, and positive person that you are. After that, what you do is set, imagine that you're setting a shield of light around you, like as if you are you have this impenetrable aura of positivity and presence around you. And just do this by sitting and almost drawing a line of light around your body and yourself. You'll immediately feel energetically more preserved, more uh, aware, more conscious, more alert, and also a lot more, um, how do I describe this? As if you're like a lioness sitting in your... um, presence of majestic power that's how I'd like to describe it so when you're in that space 
you kind of feel unstoppable and also you don't feel like anything can get to you, which is really, really important because what you've done now is set some energetic boundaries that make it harder for negativity to penetrate through you. But even then, it's not that you practice this and you start walking into a space of just negativity. Of course, you don't want to be around toxic people. So what you want to do is try to be around positive vibes, around people who create positivity and you yourself being a positive light. And so surround yourself with such people. If there are toxic people in your life, like family who, you know, you need to be with because they're family, then of course, allow them to be there in your space. But set your boundaries. Say, you know, if they're talking about a negative topic actually say hey I'd rather not talk about that let's switch topics I'd like to talk about this or instead what you can do is if they continue to behave from and operate from a negative space here's a trick that works really well try to imagine that you're sending them loving vibrations actually send them lots of love because when you come from a space of love love is one of the most powerful forms of power and energy inside of you you feel impenetrable when you're in love right and when you're sharing love with others so then their negativity cannot rub off onto you because you're literally emitting positivity towards the person uh, next to you so Try to do some of these practices, but at the same time, try to help this person get out of their negative space. Maybe they just need help because human beings at the end of the day are not negative when they were born, right? You're born as a positive being. So there's probably something that's triggering that person and maybe you can help them get to the root of it so that they're cleansed from that challenge and that they're no longer negative as a result. Maybe they're insecure, right? So help boost their positivity, their sense of self up, and then they'll stop being negative and judgmental. So those are just a few things that I think from a spiritual angle actually really, really help. And I hope that they they help you get past some of the the boundary setting challenges that you've had so far. And then I just want to call out a few last three things that Gabby Bernstein, who, if you don't know, is an amazing spiritual thought leader in the space. She has some amazing books out there. She has her top three tips on how to create healthy boundaries and still be loving. So... The first tip from her is to set the intention to protect your energy. So we talked about this, right? By setting kind of the intention to protect your energy and create those healthy boundaries, imagine that you have a light, a boundary of light that you've shed around yourself, that aura. That's one thing. The second thing she says is believe you have an invisible gatekeeper of your energy, which I thought was pretty cool. So she basically imagines that she has an angel named Peter who is her gatekeeper and she can call on Peter whenever she's around of pe- around a lot of people or whenever she feels like her energy is being depleted. So then that way your angel or your spirit guide ends up being just an energy force that can close your gate or open your gate if you need to protect your energy. So that's the way she does it. And then the third thing she said is recognize that no can be the most loving response. I 100% agree with this. I think I'm a people pleaser myself. So I know it's difficult to say no. But by simply saying no, or in other words, by saying selective yeses and investing your time in those spaces, then what you're doing is you're overfilling your plate now with all the opportunities that you want to be participating in. And so then it's easier for you to say no to people who want you to attend their party or are very manipulative in nature. And it's easier that way because you can just say to them, I'm sorry, we I can't meet with you actually today because 
I'm already invested in a few different other areas. Um, my calendar is pretty full. And that's great because you've already done the practice of then saying, doing your selective yeses, investing in the right spaces. And so you don't have any more opportunity to give them more time from yourself to them. So those are the top three steps from Gabby Bernstein, which I thought were pretty helpful. But at the end of the day, I think to summarize, Sell, setting boundaries are important, incredibly important. The more you start practicing this, the more you start learning that you are much more capable of doing the things that you need to do to be, live a much more successful life, such as practicing more self-love, surrendering to the universe, trusting that things will work, that will work out. These are really important things that you need to start doing. And over time, as you start boosting up your internal self, things like FOMO and perfectionism and being there for others will no longer start inflicting as much pain on you because you will start seeing the bigger picture and realizing that self-growth and self-investment are the most important things for yourself because only if you invest in yourself can you actually be there for others. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please, please drop a rating. Um, please give me some comments in the in the um, podcast app that you use below or reach out to me directly in your in direct messages. I'm on Instagram at Aditi Personal Power. I'd love to directly connect with you and hear your stories. And until then, stay safe and we will talk soon.